Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, June the 30th. As we are about to end the month of June, this month, the month of July that will start tomorrow, not only will players be reporting to spring training to tomorrow, July 1st, workouts beginning on Friday, and then, of course, in about 23 or 24 days, we will have Major League Baseball action, provided, of course, all things Move ahead fluidly. I know there's a lot of factors, a lot of things to worry about, but right now it's time to be excited about the prospect and the hope of baseball. Um, I'm just pumped. You know, yesterday we went through the 53-man roster, players being added to it. Um, He does expect to add a catcher. We're going to dive into it. Um, And obviously, like I said, the rest of the week, a lot of stuff still to come. We're going to dive into what the lineup's going to look like, the roster in deeper detail. So much fun stuff, but... Today, it's just, again, to reiterate what I said yesterday, what I've been feeling, it's just so exciting to actually talk Phillies baseball instead of labor negotiations, so I'll keep saying that until it doesn't feel like such a gift anymore. Um, but yesterday, we have to dive into uh, today, very clearly, Matt Clentak yesterday at 2.15, speaking to reporters on a virtual conference call and weighing in on a lot of the issues surrounding the return to play for the Philadelphia Phillies, talking about the 53-man roster, the people being added to it, the potential for ads, and a whole host of other issues. Uh, The health of Andrew McCutcheon, a lot of stuff. Let's dive in. Let's start with what turned out to be the biggest news from the day, certainly the biggest thing we've been talking about. We've talked a lot about the Phillies on the field and and how that's going to work out in the roster, and we're going to get into all that, but, but certainly the biggest news from the Matt Clentac, and it's not even news, it's just quotes, but biggest story since last Friday when the roster freeze was lifted for Major League Baseball teams, meaning that teams could sign players, trade, all that type of stuff, um, the JT Romuto situation. And we've talked bits about it over the course of this elongated offseason. Um, 
But now we have a little more clarity as we come back. And that was one of the big things that was addressed yesterday. We'll dive into that, then we'll dive into the rest of um, stuff going on. So we talked last week, the uh, Jim Salisbury report that came out last week saying that the Phillies were interested in signing Romuto to a long-term deal. They understood that he wanted to be the highest-paid catcher, trying to exceed that $23 million a year mark, looking for a deal in the four- to five- to six-year range. And when that came out, it felt to me, as I said, as that was um, would be foolish. As much as I have desperately wanted the Phillies to sign JT Romito to an extension, I've talked about it, since they traded for him, um, I have thought that they should sign JT Romito to an extension. But the situation has changed. Very really, we all know that, like in a real way. And as I've talked about a lot, too, I think that as a result of the way this labor negotiations played out, the way this season is going to play out from a a money perspective for the league without fans, the loss of revenue, which we know they've whined and cried about and all that. I've said many times, and I believe to my core, that the people who from the player side are going to take the largest brunt of, um, of pain from this whole situation, obviously, just strictly talking baseball money, not obviously people affected in, in real life by, by stuff like this, um, are going to be the free agents this offseason because there is absolutely no way that major league clubs are going to be willing to give out the type of contracts they have in the past based, based on the lack of money they made this year and the uncertainty of the economic future on multiple levels. I mean, I, I, it just... And especially who knows when that time is happening. I mean, if we are dealing with with worse issues, if there are flare-ups, second waves, who knows? I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. That could impact it, too. The idea that maybe there won't be fans in the stands into 2021 or whatever. We don't know. I think the the free agents are going to get the brunt of it, I think. Again, I'm not, I don't think the owners will, will technically collude. I don't think they talk to each other and all that. But I think there'll be an understanding among them that, hey, we're not going nuts here. You know, maybe one guy, maybe Mookie Betts, some team wants him enough to give him something close to what he would have gotten before. I still don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think he could lose you know, upwards of $100 million of what he would have gotten from like 350 to 250 or less. Who knows? Um, that type of drop. Um, and I think Romuto is going to be affected by that too. I think that if the Phillies did decide to let Romuto play out the season and let him see, test the free agent market, I think that he's going to run into that issue where he's going to find out that there is no team in Major League Baseball who's going to come close to what he wants. That's just it. There's no one paying that type of money for a catcher this offseason. Certainly not for six years. I mean, that's crazy town. Even the, the Grandal deal, which was the biggest, was for a four-year deal. There is no way at that position, especially when the deal would start in his age 30 season, that anyone has given him a six-year deal. And and look, I've said before, too, that I think Romito is actually one of the few catchers who I think really will age gracefully. Um, he's someone who didn't play the position when he was younger. He was a shortstop till you know, till professional baseball almost and all that type of stuff. Hadn't played a ton of catcher and then, so he doesn't have the same wear and tear on the knees and all that. But at the same time, for someone who you know you can't plan on catchers aging gracefully defensively into their mid to late thirties. Yadier Molina is the the exception to the rule. It's very rare that you see guys stay that high a level for that long. And the issue with Romito is that so much of his value as a baseball player is tied up in him being the best defensive catcher in the league because the best defensive catcher in the league is an incredibly valuable asset. It is 
by far, in my opinion, the most important defensive position when you take everything into account, the, the handling of a staff, the, the managing of a game, all that type of stuff. And I think Romuto is, is superb. And I think he's the best in baseball at all that stuff. And obviously the arm, the defense, like all around the best in baseball. And then when you add in the fact that he's a damn good hitting catcher, you know, a better hitter than most catchers, uh, the vast majority, that turns into an incredibly valuable baseball player, truly. You know, like a, one of the 30 or 40 most valuable baseball players, players in the league, in my opinion, like he deserves money. He deserves a contract. It's just there are factors related to the, the economic situation, the fluidity of it all, and also the fact that that he is a unique position in terms of paying people long-term where you do have to gauge these type of things. How long can he last? I know the DH coming to the National League helps, you know, assuming that we're going to go universal DH into the future, the next collective bargaining agreement. We all think that's a likelihood, but you're not knowing for sure. It helps, but at the same time, Romito as a DH isn't just the value is in his ability to play that position so incredibly well, and that is something that with age, you know, generally speaking, this the the skills degrade. So, I think that in the situation they're in, I actually think that it's the right decision to not sign him to this big deal now, and. If you want him the most, I think you'll be able to get him cheaper on the open market, just factually. Then you can probably get him now, which is crazy. And, and again, you never know if Romuto's agent decides to read the market and say, hey, it could be worse out there. You know, even taking 16, 17, 18 million a year, even though it's not what we wanted, is smarter than going out in the market and ending up with a one-year deal, which for a catcher is particularly an issue, obviously, as we just talked about. You want to maximize when you can. Um I think it's highly unlikely that the Phillies sign him now, and I'm okay with that. And one more thing, and then we'll get to Clintac's quotes, but one, one thing that I've heard a lot around that I just wholeheartedly disagree with to my core is the concept. And again, I understand. I think the Phillies, Romuto is more important to the Phillies than anyone else on multiple levels. One is that, you know, obviously he's already here. He's a big part of this team. Him and Bryce Harper are best buddies, and he's an important member of the team. And they did trade Sixto Sanchez for him, so that is like something you think about. But but I keep hearing people say, well, they traded Sixto for him, so they have to sign him at all costs. You can't give up Sixto and then not end up signing JT. And look, here's the thing. I agree in, in conceptually speaking that when they traded Sixto Sanchez for JT Romuto, it's a bad trade if they can't get Romuto here long term. Like, it's not a smart trade. You shouldn't give up that level of prospect for someone who's only going to be here for two years. You shouldn't. It's a bad decision. If you sign him long term, great. So I thought from that perspective, they quote unquote needed to sign him long term. But the idea that because you traded Sixto Sanchez for him, the Phillies have to sign him at all costs is a fallacy. Literally, it is the sunk cost fallacy. Just because you have sunk the cost of Sixto Sanchez, doesn't mean you make a decision based on that. You make a decision based on Real Muto, his future, what he's worth, and all that. But the, 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 the cost of Sixto Sanchez being traded is over. It's in the past. It's gone. You can't try and justify it by signing a bad contract. That only makes things worse. It is literally the definition of the sunk cost fallacy. That cost is sunk. I agree that... When they made that trade, I thought it was important to sign him to a long-term deal. And I still think it's important to sign him to a long-term deal because it's important to the Phillies. But not because they made the trade. Not because they gave up that asset. That can't factor into your thinking. It can't. It's a fallacy. 
You have to judge Romuto based strictly on him, the future, and the team, and Sixto can't be a part of it. Emotionally, it will be for us. We get that, but it can't be. It is a fallacy. It's the wrong way to do business. All right, to the quotes. As uh, We'll get into a lot of stuff Glenn Tax said. First, on the JT Romito stuff, talking, and again, we had heard that Salisbury report. We're worried a little bit that maybe they're going to be a little over the top trying to sign Romito. You know, maybe it's something that, you know, you worry, are they going to make a mistake here? But Clentax comments definitely made me feel a little bit better about how they're handling the situation. Again, you know, it's not like I have all the trust in the world in Clentax, but in this case, I, I do I appreciate what he said. So here's what he said talking about the Romito extension. He said, quote, unquote, probably too soon to tell. The landscape that we left in March is different than the one we return to now. We just have to see how that manifests itself in our discussions. We still love the player. We'd still love to have him in red pinstripes for the long haul. But there's a lot of uncertainty in the game right now on a variety of levels. We just need to play that out. Yes, that is exactly correct. Again, it's not what people might want to hear if they want him long term. They just want a deal done. Get it done. This is smart. It is a incredibly unique financial landscape that they are in the midst of. Acting hastily, acting based on the past, what money is in the past, is a gigantic mistake. And I'm happy to hear that they are they are putting it out there that way. Because just coming in and giving him a big contract now without seeing how this all plays out, I think would be a massive mistake. That's why I go back to the point that I think it's the smart move to play this out and to let him understand that that market has collapsed. And look, it sucks for Romuto. I feel horrible for him. I feel bad for any of these guys who are free agents this year. Horrible timing. But it is the situation it is, and the Phillies have to be smart about it. Uh, more from Clentech on it, um, talking about uh, how he has not touched base with Romuto's representative since the moratorium was lifted because of the hectic ramp-up of spring training, too. He said, candidly, we've been kind of nose to the ground, intake screenings and getting people here, so I haven't touched base with them. As far as a timeline, I don't know. I just need to talk to them. And he reiterated that they do like Romito. They want him here, um, but that the landscape has changed. And you know what? I, I really do appreciate that. I think that they are handling this the right way, even if it might not be the, the way that a lot of people thought it was going to end up shaking out. I think they're doing it the right way. I really do. And, and um, you know, we'll see. Again, I could say all this, and then tomorrow they give them $23 million a year for, for five years, and I'm like, well, whoops. Um, so we'll see. But I think right now, especially for a team that has shown that they are a little unwilling to go over the luxury tax at times and all that, they have to be smart about the contracts they do give out. They don't really. They could afford it. I think they should go over the luxury tax. You know how I feel. But based on how they've acted, I don't want them to overpay for Ramuto as much as I want him here. All right, some other things that Clentac talked about. Uh, a general overview, uh, just talking about getting back. He said, news last week kicked off a sprint for a lot of people to get ready for spring training 2.0. We've identified the staff participating. Everyone is in now and have gone through the screenings over the weekend. The majority of players arrived yesterday and today. He also discussed how coronavirus affected the team, what it means moving forward. He said, none of the cases, players or staff have been especially serious, which is great news, obviously. He says, I mean, some of our people have had flu-like symptoms and fevers. They've lasted anywhere between a few hours and 24 hours, but no one has been hospitalized. Great news. He says, there's not been any grave concern. It was eye-opening to a lot of us how quickly it spread. That's important. Maybe that that is something where it helps them place protocols for 
spring training too for what's going on here. Maybe you hope that it's the type of thing where they learn from what happened in Clearwater and can say, all right, let's be a little more careful with this, or maybe we should guys doing this or whatever. You know, I, I hope that that is something. And from the way you're talking, it does seem like that it shocked them out quick. It spread, and that's something that they can potentially use as a way to um, to maybe be a little bit more diligent about certain things or to, to put in practices that they might not have thought of or whatever. Um, but good to hear they're not any serious cases. Everyone seems to be recovering all right. That is obviously the most important news um, as this is going to be a reality of baseball. You know, obviously we're seeing it with teams across the country. You know, a lot of people testing positive, all kinds of issues, and that'll continue. So that's going to be something obviously to watch. Um, Clintac also says there have been people, a lot of people working around the clock to prepare for this, preparing the staff to travel in, players to travel in, and really get Citizens Bank Park and the neighboring fields and FDR ready, FDR Park ready for MLB, which is crazy. I think they're going to be in the FDR Park and all that, but it is what should happen. It's good, that, you know, the extra space, the, the social distancing. Um, talking about the 53-man roster that was released, he said those players are going through their intake screenings as well, and they include tests for COVID, antibody tests, and a variety of other things before they're allowed to take the field. Obviously, great to hear that these safety practices are in place, that they're monitoring everyone. That is important stuff. Uh, talked about Andrew McCutcheon uh, being one of those players who was showing up. And some good news from Matt Klintak said on McCutcheon, quote-unquote, McCutcheon, as far as we can tell, is 100% ready to go. He completed his rehab in Clearwater. He spent most of a few months in Clearwater continuing to rehab, said Klintak. Great news there. It, it is going to be so exciting to see Andrew McCutcheon back on the field. My favorite player on the team, I said that last year, he's just a joy to watch. He's so fun. He goes about his business in such a positive, happy way and and also is a great player who made such a difference for the team. I thought before getting hurt last year, the most underrated, important part of the team, the way he set the table, started off the, the lineup, you know, kind of got things rolling and, and obviously a perfectly steady left field and a great base runner. That was the thing you realized when McCutcheon finally came over. And, you know, look, former MVP, great guy, all that type of stuff. But when you watched him every day, you got the chance to watch him play every game, you realized how how seriously he takes the game of baseball and how good he is at every facet. Like, he is such a smart base runner, such a talented, clever base runner. Even the, the form around the bases, like the, like the angles. I mean, as a fielder, the angles, like everything is so perfect, so diligent. So impressive. I can't wait for McCutcheon to get back. I'm so happy he's healthy um, and seems ready to go. That is really amazing news. Uh, Clintag talking about um, even though the season will look different, how happy he is there will be a season. He said a lot of us were faced with the thought of what it would be like to go an entire summer without baseball. I don't know about you, but that's a, that wasn't a very appealing thought to me, and I imagine it wasn't for any of you or any of our fans. Preach. Matt, <laughs> yeah, we we talked a lot about it. No, it was not. Um, talking about the DH, I thought this was interesting. Um, he said, uh, and, and, you know, we kind of come in, we'll be a set DH. Is there going to be someone who's getting those reps more often than not? Here's what Clintag had to say. He said, I think more likely we will use that as an opportunity to spread out at bats to guys who deserve them but may not have a place to play in the field. We'll use it as an opportunity to get some of our regulars some days off but keep their bats in the lineup, whether that's Harper, Romito, Hoskins, I think Jay Bruce is an excellent candidate for that spot. We're probably going to rotate guys in and out. I think that makes the most sense. Play the matchups, you know, Bruce against lefties, uh, you know, whoever, Bohm at some point, hopefully Forsyth, uh, whether they want to, you know, play uh, 
Josh Harrison in right field and and uh you know bring Harper in or, or Forsyth and and left and let McCutcheon DH or whatever that type of stuff. I think we'll see that. I think that's smart. I think the smartest way. Look, the DH is a tool that they have in this Phillies team better than most National League teams at least. Like, look, we we know what the issues are. It's pitching. It's the bullpen. They're pretty deep on the bench with bats, uh, capable bats. Jay Bruce, a perfect example, but also Bohm, if given the shot, is a, a, a above average, capable MLB bat. Um, and again, the guys we talked about yesterday at the bottom of the roster on the 53-man, the guys like Josh Harrison and Logan Forsythe, who I just mentioned, Neil Walker, like these are major league hitters. Not great, but in the right situations against the right pitchers, these are guys who, who can play Major League Baseball and have for a long time and can bring something. So I do think that they are well set up, especially the Bohm thing. The Bohm is the X factor for the DH, for the way the lineup looks, all that type of stuff. That's huge. Um, but outside of Bohm, I think that Jay Bruce is a big one. I think just having bats that you can trust in the lineup, um, I think that's exciting. And also the versatility they have between guys like Harrison and Forsythe and Walker and guys who can move around the field, play infield, outfield, different spots. It real it will really allow them to do that type of thing with the DH and move guys in and out, which I do think is an advantage if you have the DH and can use it that way. I do think, especially for a team that doesn't just sign a DH, obviously, um, I think it's a real advantage if you have multiple guys there and you're not just trying to force one guy into that spot or you know you have an okay hitter you're trying to get out there every day, but you don't have anyone better. You can kind of mix in and out. I think it's an advantage. Um, talking about Odubel Herrera, he said he considered him for the 60-man roster. Um, I think that that's what he has to say. Obviously, you know, they can't. That's why he's still in the roster. There's collective bargaining and all that. They can't just get rid of him for what happened, but it does seem like they're trying to bury him. They're trying to keep him away. It'll be interesting to see if at any point he's added to the 60-man roster, if things go haywire, but it does seem like the Phillies are trying to keep away from Odubel Herrera, and I think we can all get behind that. A few more things from uh, Clintac. He did say that Zach Wheeler would take time off to be president at the birth of his first child. We knew that was going to happen. Wheeler's talked openly about that. I don't think anyone has a real problem with that. He said he does not expect it to be an extended absence. Um, this is an important one. Talking about uh, Spencer Howard, he says the Phillies will not want to push him too hard, quote-unquote, but he does believe that both Boom and Howard will contribute to the Major League roster this year. Well, they better. I mean... <laughs> Again, those are two guys who can really take this team from a certain level to to another higher level. Um, they don't have a ton of guys like that who can really swing the fortunes of the season. Howard and Baum, added to what they have, are those guys, particularly Howard, as we talked about. With the pitching deficiencies they have, um, that's a, a big deal, and it's something to uh, keep an eye on how they use those guys. Um, again, I think it's seven games for the year of service time to count, so you definitely wouldn't see them before those seven, but I don't know that for sure. Either way, I'm sure the Phillies will do what they do and manage the service time to make sure that they are not giving up a year, but at the same time, I do think, look, it's important that those guys are involved because those are, are players who can help this team. In a short season where every game matters, those players can help. Every game matters so much. That's It's crucial. So I'm, I'm really intrigued to see how they bring them along and, and what they're strategy is with them we hope it's more rather than less um you know i I wouldn't expect more from clintac than not want to push him too hard but that they'll both contribute um but you know you do you do you don't want them to push him too hard either but you also want them to be willing to push him a little bit if it makes sense for the club uh lastly clintac said that no uh, he does not expect any phillies to opt out of the 2020 season we're obviously seeing that 
around Major League Baseball, Ryan Zimmerman, Ian Desmond with a, a unbelievably uh, powerful statement about why he is opting out and talking about a lot of issues in Major League Baseball that need to be addressed with um, the lack of, of representation. You know, when you look at the Major League uh, Baseball and owners, general managers, within the infrastructure of, of um, Major League Baseball itself, under Manfred and all that, there's not enough um, representation of minority people. It's just not. It's not even close. I think there's one African-American general manager, two, I think there's two African-American general managers. Um, there's no owners. It, it, this is just something that, or majority owners, it's something that, that has to change. And Ian Desmond, check it out on his uh, Twitter. A really powerful statement there. Um, but you're seeing a lot of players say, all right, you know, I'm, I'm going to take the year off. Um, this, you know, for whatever reason, I know Ryan Zimmerman, um, I believe his, um, his mother has multiple sclerosis and he's around her and he doesn't want to mess with that. And that's the type of stuff where it's like, yeah, of course, take the year. This is not worth that type of risk or that type of um, uncomfortable situation for you where you can't see your mom or wouldn't want to see your mom or whatever. I mean, get it. It's all good. And I, I will not, I will not resent any player, even if they were Philly, even if they're important, I will not resent them for deciding not to do this. This is a risk. And I, I appreciate the players who do it, but I will not criticize the players who don't. Um, all right. Um, this is fun. It's getting real. It's getting exciting. Clintac out speaking. We'll obviously continue to follow any news and whatnot, but also, you know, we'll continue this week to, to dive into the lineup. We've talked a lot about players. How do they fit in? What's it going to look like? Again, the Howard Bohm thing. There's way more to that to unpack. Reese Hoskins mentioned him again today for a minute, but and that's something we have to dive into. There's so much to talk about. It's really exciting that we're actually talking real legitimate relevant Phillies issues and not labor negotiations. I'll say that a hundred times more, but it is it's just because it's really exciting to talk about this stuff. So thank you for joining me on it. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.